Hello there, my friend, and welcome to another episode of Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. If you are a regular listener, you've probably been wondering, where in the heck is Valerie Silvera? Well, I'm sorry that I've been sort of incognito with regard to podcasting the last few weeks. Not only did I relocate from California to Arizona, but we've been going through a lot of different changes, and I thought I would just touch on that real quick before I get into today's message, which is going to be super, super helpful and powerful, but these tips are going to be pretty simple. Don't you love that? I love it when, you know, sometimes I like to have more deep things and things I can write down and really work on and, and go through and have different steps or processes, but often it can be the simplest of tips that can be the most powerful on a daily basis. So I'm going to be getting into that in just a minute. But I thought I would just kind of let you know what's going on if you are in my Facebook group, The Trauma Disruptors, which, by the way, used to be called The Still Standing Sisterhood, then you know that we've been making some changes. And really what's going on is that I want to get out there and really expand the message wider and deeper with regard to helping people through trauma and really difficult life situations, probably somebody like you. And I just have a lot of big plans and I've come um, together with some people who really believe in this mission wholeheartedly and are really encouraging me to navigate some uncharted waters and kind of get into some new opportunities. And the reason that I changed my Facebook group, for instance, to the trauma disruptors is that's what we're actually, we've trademarked that term because that's what we want to do that's really what we're doing, right? We're disrupting trauma. We're we're not staying stuck in that trauma, but finding ways to grow and move through it and heal from it. But beyond that, to go even further and grow from it and take what's happened to us and make a difference in the world. And if you know my story, my latest book, Still Standing, I told a lot more of my story starting from my childhood. And by the way, my friend, I barely touched the surface <laughs> of a lot of the things that I've gone through and even decisions that I made along the way. I didn't want to, you know, turn into a Jerry Springer episode. So I just told a little bit so you'd understand that I do know what it's like to have a lot of things come against you, a lot of challenges, and that you can still overcome them. And you can move through them and even use them. And so, you know, the biggie for me was my daughter's addiction. And my daughter, Jamie, lived 15 of her 30 years in addiction. And, and let me tell you something, the chaos that comes with that, the drama, the fear, the worry, the panic, loss of hope, almost loss of faith. It, it, it's really, really more than anybody could imagine if they haven't gone through it. It's why I call it the roller coaster from hell. But maybe you're going through something or have been something that doesn't seem even nearly as big as that. That's okay. We're not comparing our traumas. We're not comparing our experiences. I just tell you my story just so you, you know my story, first of all, but also so you can understand that I have been through a lot. And I really want to encourage you, whatever you've been through, to not use what you've been through as an excuse. Yes, you have to maybe get some professional help. And you need to give yourself some grace and be gentle and 
and and feel. It's okay to help process. But the danger is when we stay stuck. We get stuck. We become that thing, right? We become that one thing that has happened to us. We become that mom of an addict. We become somebody who's living in addiction. We become that person who's experienced abuse. We become that person who's been betrayed. We become the divorced person. And we end up being sort of one-dimensional. And I really want to help people move through this because not just my own story. I've seen and met so many people that have overcome, or should I say are overcoming, because I don't know if you really ever get there. Because wherever you get, you want to go to the next place, right? And we're always growing and changing and evolving. And so I don't know that we ever 100% get there. And that reminds me to remind you that I still struggle too sometimes. I still have self-doubts. I still have fear. I still feel uncertainty. So no matter how strong a person becomes, if they're running around telling you that they've made it and they're there and, and you know they're 100% in control and they're not scared, they're probably not telling the truth (laughs) or they haven't been through anything in their life. So really, even the strongest and most courageous of people still struggle. The difference is that we have tools and we use tools and we're choosing courage. We're choosing disruption. We're choosing to be different. So I wanted to just touch on that. And you know what? You might see this podcast change, the name of it change. I don't know, but that's exciting because we all should be doing the same thing, moving forward, growing, changing, and utilizing what's happened to us to not only make our own lives better, but those around us. Okay, let's get into this now. I want to give you some tips today. There's three of them, and and they're really kind of all one tip, but I broke it into three little parts, and it's really how to train your brain to focus on the positive, to focus on what's hopeful, to focus on what is helpful. So sometimes when I say positive, I don't want you to always think that I'm being Pollyanna, although I like Pollyanna. What's wrong with Pollyanna? Pollyanna's hopeful and happy and thinking positive. But sometimes it's not just the positive, but sometimes it could be described differently. It could be that you need to focus on what is giving you power, what is hopeful, what is helpful, the things that are going to move your life forward, help you heal. So you can use this for just about anything. And I actually wrote a blog about this more, most recently, and you can go ahead and find that at ValerieSilvera.com. You should check out that blog post because it'll give you a text version of this, although this is much more in detail. Um, but anyway, go ahead and check that out as a backup and a reinforcement for what I'm talking with you about today. And one of the things I talked about in that post was, just how our brains can run away from us, right? How we can start running a movie in our mind and before long, we are off on a tangent. And when we do that in the negative, it can be overpowering. Using an example of, have you ever been awake or just about ready to go to bed and you hear a noise? You hear, let's say you hear a noise outside. And it doesn't take your brain long enough to convince you that an intruder is outside your house. The more you listen for the sound, the more convinced you are that danger is imminent. And after only a few minutes, you can no longer hear the tick of your clock or any of the normal sounds that a house makes, right? Because every house has little sounds that it makes, but you can't hear anything 
except for this noise. Now your mind has gone into such a frenzy that you're headed straight to worst case scenario. You're sure it's an axe-wielding killer outside your window. So you spend the entire night in and out of sleep, scared to death of this imminent danger. So the next morning, you go outside and discover that the fictional character Freddy Krueger from the movie Nightmare on Elm Street was not actually outside your house. It was that the shed door was unlatched and the whipping wind opened and closed the door, slamming it, slamming it. That's all it was. Well, I actually had an incident like that. And I thought to myself, I wasn't running that danger movie, but it reminded me of this because the next morning when I went out and latched the shed, I thought, well, you ding dong, you should have gone out and latched it and had much better sleep all night. Our minds have incredible power, right? Minds create and invent and discover. We use them to believe, to live in faith. We even use them to reject an idea with a single thought. But the mind can also keep us stuck in fear or reliving a trauma. If we're not careful, our brains will play a succession of worst case scenario movies, right? There's nothing wrong with going back and reliving a situation and using it to process and maybe to realize that when you go back, it doesn't bother you as much. For me, I have run the movie of my daughter being murdered. She was shot several times in the chest at close range, and I can only imagine what that would look like from watching television shows or movies. And if I allow myself, oh boy, picture that movie. Not good. Laying there bleeding, being by herself, having a police officer come and try to, to, uh, to probably to revive her, doing CPR in her until the aid car get, got there. I mean, that movie could be so traumatic for me, but I choose not to run that movie because it's not helpful. It doesn't do anything to benefit my life. Now that's different from if you actually experienced something and you're going back and you were there and it's something that you remember in your mind and you're going, and it's hard not to because you were actually there. The other story I just told you was one I created in my head because I don't actually know how everything looked. But we do both things. We create things in our head and we run with them or we relive something. And the more we relive it, especially if we're reliving it in a negative connotation as a victim, how we are powerless, how sad it was, how awful it was, that continues to build and build and build. I know you've heard me say this before. What we focus on tends to magnify, right? Good or bad. And I mean, often something that was a possibility, you know, you're thinking about, wow, it could just be a possibility. We run that movie enough. It becomes an absolute certainty. Continuous replaying of the trauma literally kind of keeps us in that one dimensional space that I talked about earlier. We become that thing. We become that situation. We become labeled in that way. Now, in the same way, we envision danger and fear and uncertainty and failure. We can also visualize courage, strength, success, and hope, right? We can run a different movie. So you all know who Lindsay Vaughn is. She was actually called America's best woman skier ever a few years ago by Sports Illustrated. Now, this is interesting. One key to her success Here's what she said. 
She said, I always visualize the run before I do it. By the time I get to the start gate, I've run that race a hundred times, already in my head, picturing how I'll take the turns. I want you to start doing something similar. I want you to use these three simple tips to help you focus on the positive. The first thing is you've got to identify something positive. Now, it's true that some people are more resilient than others, no question, but everybody can identify something positive from a trauma. Find something positive that's come out of a difficult situation for you. There are literally dozens of positive things about you, blessings in your life. So either find something, a positive that's come out of a trauma. If you're not quite there yet, then find something positive about yourself or a blessing in your life something. I have learned so many things and grown in various ways as a result of my daughter Jamie's addiction. In fact, somewhere on this podcast, I believe you can find an episode where I talk about what I have learned from my daughter's addiction and possibly her murder. I can't remember the title of it now. I should have prepared for that. Um, Also on my blog, you can find a post about that. Okay, let's be real here like I always am, right? (laughs) If given a chance, I would opt to go back and unlearn all of it. Okay, even though I've learned so much and in so many ways I'm a much better person, I would take Jamie being back in a heartbeat and just return to my former self and not be the growth, not have the growth that I have, not be the person that I am. But that's not possible. And so I have a choice. I can stay stuck in my grief or I can grab a hold of those lessons and grow and change and help others. And you have that same opportunity too. You're standing at that same crossroads. Okay, so remember, to begin using it, you've got to choose one thing. And you can use this with 20 things. But right now, to make it simple and to get you started in creating a habit, I want you to just choose one positive characteristic about yourself or one thing you've learned. That's all. Just pick one. The second thing now is that you need to begin to focus on that one thing. So when your mind wanders to other thoughts that are, you know, self-defeating or have you in fear, just switch those thoughts back to the one thing. Think about the one thing as much as possible. Okay, so you're choosing one thing and you're going to think about it as much as you can. Focus on it. The third thing is to start to replay a new movie. And I say start and replay in the same sentence because I want you to start doing it and then just keep replaying it and replaying it. Like the story I told you about how I heard that sound or how somebody might have listened to something like that all night long and then next thing you know, it's Freddy Krueger outside the window. Start playing a different film. Take the new thought you have and use it to create uplifting visuals. Start running, create a whole new movie in your mind. Picture yourself succeeding. Play out hopeful scenarios. Uplifting visuals of possibility. I wonder what Lindsay Vaughn's skiing legacy would have looked like if she had envisioned falling missing turns or finishing last. If she sat in that starting gate and even before she got to the mountain and she visualized herself falling, not making it, not skiing well, do you think that Sports Illustrated would have ever called her America's best woman skier ever? Probably not because you probably would have never heard of her. 
What would your legacy look like if you started to use Lindsay's visualization exercise in your life? I mean, these three simple tips I gave you, what could your life look like? How would it change if rather than continually running that movie of your trauma, your failures, your fears, you started to replay passion, excitement, happiness, growth, your value? That's my tip for you today. Anytime your mind wanders to the old movies, you can switch them up. This happened to me this very week. I was out on a walk, or I guess it was last week. I was out on a walk and my mind started thinking about all my challenges. And I'm telling you, this, this movie I was running was a double feature because right after that was everything that's wrong with the world. You know, and then fear and uncertainty and all this comes crashing in. And this happens within a matter of a couple of minutes. But I knew something simple and powerful. I'm in charge of the movie theater. I actually own the movie theater. I popped that double feature out, threw it in the trash, and popped in a different movie. And you can do that too. You must do that too. Because the battle is for our minds. It's time for you to disrupt trauma. You've got a legacy to live. You are creating your legacy right now. As we speak, your legacy is being created. The imprint of you is being imprinted into the DNA, literally into other people, one way or another. So we may as well decide what that legacy is going to look like. Okay, stay tuned, my friends. I hope that you will come with me on the journey. I hope you belong to my Facebook group and my email list. Uh, you can go to ValerieSilvera.com and just stay tuned to all the changes. And I think it's just really going to be powerful. And the most important thing is that we link arms and we keep standing together. And I'm looking forward to telling a lot more people's stories and introducing you to a lot more people that will prove to you that you can disrupt trauma, prove to you that good can come from bad, prove to you that you are more resilient and more courageous than you might be giving yourself credit for being. Remember, no matter where you are in this world, you're not alone. I'm standing right there with you. And I really do care. I believe your story matters. So live it courageously. Mm -hmm.